You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Okay, so hold up. Back up a second. Megan, you just said something really interesting, and I don't remember what you said, but what it elicited within me, and Katie saw my face go, must talk about, (laughs) is... And Katie, I know, I think you talked about this in your last podcast, the Embodied Podcast, my favorite podcast ever. (laughs) I'm never going to stop giving you shit until I'm over the word embodied and I've moved on to a new one. Yeah, fuck you too. Um, I think you did talk about this though, because you were saying how people come to you and they say, oh, you're a manifester, like you're never going to be able to have kids or something, or you're this and you can't do that. And Megan, you were just talking about a reading you had where this person was telling you all these things medical stuff, all these things. And if you don't make these changes, then this is what's going to happen to you. Like the projections and the just like putting stuff on you, that is where I feel like this gets weird. And also what that brings up for me is something I've been talking about a lot lately is we're all human. Whether you have gurus, you have healers, you have, you know, fucking human design people, like it doesn't matter. We're all still human. So you're going through the filter of humanity and ego no matter how connected to the divine you are. So all of that came to me as you were talking about that. So I would love for both of you to speak on that. Yes, definitely. What what brought that up is I was saying how I was in this session and I was being told potentials that could happen in my medical like future, like with my medical well-being, like things that I could recall in. And I was just like, I'm a medical intuitive. I have this power too to tap into what my field is and no, I'm not going to like speak this into my reality or let this sit with me. That doesn't feel right. And I think this is where kind of like what you were saying, Kelly, this is where seeking information can be dangerous because you're wanting to be told. And that's where I used to be that person. I used to want to be told what was going to happen in my life. Where am I supposed to go? All of these things. And I feel like information should be given to you to again, empower you to hear more clearly what you already know to be true. That's really what it should be because you know this. When I was in this session up until this point, I was listening to her and I was like laughing because I'm like, if I had read back my past week worth of journaling, two weeks worth of journaling, all of those messages, all of the things, I know. I, I was being told that. But I love being reminded. And so I could come into this and if there's something that I'm like, no, I don't take it. I'm like, that doesn't discredit everything else that I, I am taking away from this as the beautiful reminders to listen to myself more clearly and fucking do it. <laughs> Sometimes we just need that reminder versus there's other things where I know Katie's shared with me, like being an open spleen, it is able, I'm able as a person to take hear certain things about other people's medical conditions, or if I listen to it too much, I can create that as my reality because and whether you're an open spleen or not, everyone has the ability to do that. And so it's like, okay, let's like come back to empowering myself over, I can take what was great out of that, but I'm also not going to take on what that is. And like, we can move forward with life as I've been living. And know you can choose, right? This mm-hmm. is why I love you guys. It's like, I think I was telling you, Megan, this, what, this morning, how it's really cool to see people in the same realm and whatever you want to say, but to like witness my best friends 
be so in their power over their life, regardless of what noise comes in. And like to be annoyed when other people say, this is what's happening, or this is not when you know that you are a creator of your reality. I was thinking about this in even just sessions recently that I've been doing with others in, um, you know, why people come to like healers or why we have, we do things for portals like this, which I'm sure we'll get into or whatever. And I was thinking about um, even myself and how I used to relate to these different experiences. And I think I've told both of you a million times over, like I haven't worked with another healer practitioner or whatever in a very, very long time because every time I tune in, it's like, nope, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, which isn't about me. Like I'm totally will whenever it's clear that I'm meant to, and I'm like actually searching for that in a bit, but it just keep my higher self, whatever you want to call it. My intuition says, no, like, don't look outside of yourself. No, but it says no, <laughs> exactly. And, but I, I had someone yesterday, so I'm going to meander. And they came to me and it was about, um, they were at a water fasting center. And this, this particular case study goes with a number of other ones that I've seen recently that I've been asking about, like, you know, how do they make sure that they, let's use an example of keep off weight or that they do this or whatever. And, um, it's interesting because it's never about the what, but seeing how much fear programming, which is really interesting, Kelly, because right before we were coming on this call, like if you're driven to see a practitioner or guru or a whatever, like a, a medium in your experience, Megan, out of fear, then like that thread out of it, you're potentially going to hold on even more to what they say because you're not in trust of yourself. And so as practitioners or whatever, I think we all are very, very adamant about like, trust yourself. Like we want you to trust yourself. We want to trust ourselves. And so Megan, it's just so cool that you had that experience the other day and you're like, yeah, no, I'm not like this. I like, this is just confirming what I already know. And sometimes we need a little pat on the back to say that we're on the right track. Right. But it's not new information. And the information that like, we're not aligning with or we're not stepping into we leave versus when you're in fear and this is what i see even just with my own clients or even in past versions of self when something is said by someone in a position that has power whatever someone you're going to it can like trigger even more fear and it's not the point when you put power outside yeah yeah totally i yeah i want to this is an argument that Connor and I have. Not argument, but we we don't believe the same thing here. Um, but I get his point, so I would love for you both to share your thoughts on this. He's always like, well, people go to mediums and psychics because we want someone to confirm our own beliefs. So it feels really good when we feel a thing and then someone is like, yes, that is totally accurate. Or we're like, yes, I know. <laughs> And then it feels really good. And there's this whole concept of confirmation bias. And I had this reading with a medium and I liked some of what she was saying. But for the most part, I just felt like this just feels like a human giving me advice, which is fine, but not what I signed up for. And then she said something about how, oh, you and Connor are going to die within a couple of days of each other when you're like 90 
So don't even worry. Like you have a whole life together and it's going to be like this. And I sat there and I was like, that was my final red flag. And I sat there and I said, I, that, that is not, that is, that is not my truth. That is not resonating with me. That doesn't land for me. Uh, Maybe that is true, but it felt so like her wanting to just say a bunch of things. So my argument back is, well, actually, this person told me something that seems great. Of course, I would love to live with Connor till we're 90 and die within a few days of each other and have this long love story. Uh, But and that could confirm this belief or desire I have around our lives together. But I I was like, no, that's not for me. This doesn't make sense for me. I don't know why, but it just doesn't land. So that's my experience with it. I would just love for you to like, what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> my thoughts are, I, I mean, was the question in regards to the experience of mediums or I'm, I think I'm lost on what I'm responding to. The question is when we go to see people, oftentimes, like Megan said, she's been writing this shit in her journal. And then the person she saw confirms 90% of what she's been writing down. So it feels really good to go to someone and have that confirmed. But what if they say something that's completely contradictory to what Megan's been writing in her journal? Who's to say what's, what's, ac- what's quote unquote accurate? I don't even know right or wrong. That's kind of where I am is, are we just seeking for other people to validate us in a different way and spiritually bypass? Because, you know, we can say, well, it's because a medium told me. I, I don't know. I don't think it's one size fits all. I think. Um... Some people choose to go see people to confirm their own beliefs or their own knowing. That's a way, it's like that's the pathway to deeper trust within themselves. Sometimes you go to mediums, like in your experience, where you have an experience where you go to someone and you're like, yeah, no. And at the same time, because of that experience, you're given an opportunity to trust yourself and to not just take on what they say. Or sometimes people will, and that can put them into fear. Or I think for me personally, the reason that I would go and see someone is to see new pathways that I, within my current human, won't be able to access within myself because I'm blocking myself from seeing that so that I can trust myself more, right? Like so my, my biggest reason to potentially be outsourced would be because there is a barrier, there is something that maybe I'm subconsciously blocking because my human just alone wouldn't know how to deal with that or whatever that someone else can like provide almost a mirror where I can see that. And so then I can move into deeper levels of trust. So I think, I mean, my current answer just right now, right. Which changes all the time. Cause the last time we talked on the podcast, which is what, like two weeks ago, uh, we were in a totally different place. Yeah. But I think my reason right now is like, I think all of it's just to trust yourself more. And sometimes trusting yourself more means like giving that trust in someone else so that you can have confirmation, which is just another step on the path to you getting close to yourself. I think there's like no one right answer. Yes. Yes. I loved your answer, Katie. And to the question, Kelly, I think I agree with both you and Connor. And this is, I think they can both be right. I think there's a lot of times where you're going there to hear confirmation and I'll share from my recent experience I didn't realize where I was operating out of fear and where I was focusing my intention of like what I'm trying to call in and I can circle this back to kind of like a greater greater picture with like 
rituals in general. It was just my birthday. And typically on my birthday, I love getting an astrology reading to see what my personal year looks like coming up. My astrologer wasn't available. So I was like, hmm, I'm called to see somebody else. So I reach out to you. I reach out to all my people. I'm like, is there somebody that you love that would be fun for me to see? And in that experience, I had this session. And what I realized in this was that it showed me where I was operating out of fear versus the trust. And that it's yes, and all of it is happening. So coming back to you, instead of thinking about something you want to call in because of the fear that it might not happen, or that you are feeling a lack of that, and then come, moving back into this space of abundance of in this, let's talk about in this exact moment right now, maybe outside if we try and think about a week from now or five days from now, like we could feel overwhelmed and like, shit. But right in this moment, I'm talking to two of my best friends. We're having a great conversation and everything right here is good. So, okay, let's focus back in here. What can I do for myself in the here and now instead of trying to predict what's going to happen five days, a year, five years from now and come back to like where we are right now. Mm. That's good. Also, what I want to add to that, it just this kind of just became really clear for me is I have been going almost what I would feel say feels like in and out of dimensions. What are you two so excited for? <laughs> you have to listen to that back and watch us both because you are going. I can't even believe it. You I'm chills. Megan and I are both watching each other and we're like, we're like, this. what was I doing? You, were, you glitched oh, in the oh, most insane glitched. way. And then you said you were going between dimensions. It literally was like you jumped. <laughs> cool jumping dimensions on zoom <laughs> um i'm gonna watch that back obvi um yeah but i've been having these experiences where i am constantly it, it feels like i'm walking through doors to other dimensions and the the lines are blurred and i've never thought about this until you both were just talking megan when you said predict because what I thought of was it may not be happening on, in this plane, in this version of your soul or this piece of your soul, but that exact experience that doesn't resonate in this dimension could totally be resonating in another. So when we get readings, are people also tapping into our souls in other dimensions so they could actually be fucking accurate? for what's happening somewhere else and not here. And we just, we don't have that awareness. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is the extent of my answer. <laughs> yes. I also think it's important because even what, the thing that like brought me back to like legitimacy with the person that I saw made me feel confident in like what I was hearing is because I was also given like, I'm not giving you timelines as to if, when, or whatever this is happening, because you could also choose to not make that happen. You could do this. If you want it, it will come. And I can't give you a time as to when it will come because who knows, maybe you already have it. And it is that different timeline kind of situation or whatever it is that you want to call in. Like maybe you do get wrapped up in fear and that like you can't get out of that loop and it doesn't happen. Like that's kind of a comfort of like 
I think to be aware of like somebody being like, oh, this is what you need to do at this point in time. It's going to come in. And it's that certainty of like timelines since we're talking about time. All of that can change. All of it is changing dramatically all the time. Every choice influences the next choice in my, in my beliefs. So it's like, how can you say? And yes, I definitely think it's like, we are all living multiple timelines. And that is that blurred reality of maybe it is that's a different timeline. Mm. Katie, do you care to expand? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A woman of few words, how they always describe me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I do believe that (laughs) we're existing in multiple timelines at once. And so I do absolutely agree that a medium or someone that you are going to could be tapping in and very well maybe tapping into a different aspect of your soul. I also believe that they could be full of shit. So like, I believe both possibilities are true. So yeah, that they absolutely could be tapping into a different version of you where that could be true, where you and Connor could die within a couple days of each other or whatever else they've predicted, but it also could not be true, (laughs) which I think, I don't know if I think anything about that other than when we are working in the quantum or we're working in a field where we're experiencing what just happened on screen, which is like existing in many places, bending time, feeling like we're in one place, one one place or one state in one moment, and then a totally different one a moment later. It's, mm, how do I want to say this? It might be a reason why we search or reach for whether it's confirmation or just someone else who kind of taps into similar experience to allow us to have another lens, allow us to confirm what we're experiencing, allow us to open up new pathways of seeing it through someone mirroring it to us, um, or of just like anchoring it. Because I know that my personal experiences, the more and more quickly I feel like I'm going or, or the more and more I feel like I'm traversing in different realms. Sometimes if I, especially if I don't have my close people are not tapping into anchors of different sorts or people who just experience the world even in a different way, but like have similar experiences. I can feel really untethered and confused and lost. And, and that's where fear can come up or lack of trust or any of the things. So I hope that answers your question. Yes. And what I would love for you to talk about, because I've had this question for the last few weeks and I no idea. Uh, what is the difference between dimensions and timelines? So, and this is just my personal answer in the now moment. When we're existing in a space-time matrix, meaning we're three-dimensional, right? We have form, we're dense, we can feel our beings, we can touch other people and things. Like there's a physical reality that we're existing in here. And in this current physical reality, the concept of time, which many would say is the fourth dimension, which is why people are like, why do we skip straight to the fifth dimension? Well, the fourth dimension is the space-time matrix. And so 
when we live in 3D, we are under this construct of time where we see time as linear so that we can understand our experience, i.e., you know, when I was five, this happened and I can put into place anchors in time to understand the third dimension, to understand the progression of how my soul is growing right now. Now, timelines, if we're, they, they kind of go concurrently with dimensions in that, let's say that we're in one dimension right now. Let's just like make this really simple and say, we're just here. We're on earth. This is the only place our soul is existing, This, is, which very much could be the case, right? We couldn't be making all of this up. I mean, from my experience, I don't think I am, but whatever. We're going to say that we're the just here right now. I'm just Katie. I'm here. I'm on Zoom. And then I'm going to go have a sip of water. And then I'm going to go sit on my couch. And then I'm, and that's all that's happening. And so I have this timeline of my day of the things that I did to understand my reality. Now let's, let, let's, let's just like throw that away. And let's say that my soul is not just existing here, but my soul is also existing on another planet or in another being's body, or I'm having an experience where my soul is um, not even in a physical form. It's like light. This is really hard for the human mind to comprehend, but just let's say, let's make it easy. And let's say that your soul is split into four different dimensions. So here it's like in an ether form, it's on another planet and that your soul is having all of these different experiences at once. This is, this is like dimensional. So we're talking about dimensions and it's not, it's not in time. It's like, they're all happening at once. Now let's go back to timelines. Now let's say we're coming back to you here and we're coming back to you having choice in your reality to move quickly or slowly. Now, when we talk about timeline jumps or when we talk about multiple timelines, we can be under a very simple explanation of, oh, time just works from A to Z. We're born and then we die and then we have some things along the road. or we could open up to the possibility that our soul is actually operating in a lot of different places. And the more that we, I don't even want to call it consciousness, but we understand that we have more possibility than just meets the eye or that just meets the physical. It's almost as if we can open up to possibilities of expanding or of, um, I almost see it as like projectiling us into a future now moment quicker. And so for what I see it as, and we're in like a portal right now, quote unquote, every day is a portal. But when we have so much consciousness, meaning so many humans and other beings, if we're going to go under the construct that that exists, which I do. But if we have all of this consciousness creating this momentum in this period in time, it almost opens up a doorway in what you just even described that allows us to accelerate into the next version of us or into a version of us that's already existing over here, but we can almost just like leap into that form. And so all that's to say is that I think, um, or from my current perspective in this moment in time in my 3D form, I feel as if, if we understand multiple dimensions, we can understand that we have more access to 
time that doesn't just exist in like, okay, another minute went by and another minute went by and we can actually bend it in a way that we can move into different soul parts of self. Okay, fuck me. That was so good. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Katie, for the first time, I didn't black out when you described something. So that was amazing. Yay. Megan, my, what came to me while Katie was talking, and I'm curious if you, if you have similar thoughts or experiences, how do I put this into words? Um, our souls, I'll use Katie's example. Our soul can be in four different places, forms. So my soul is not only experiencing the lessons and experiences and life and all of this here on earth right now, but it's also having its lessons and experiences in alien form and also on another earth and on the moon. And what I feel sounds so fucking crazy. (laughs) You know, when you are overwhelmed seemingly for no reason, or you're like are brought to tears and you're like, why did that even bother me? What if our soul is having experiences somewhere else, but because our soul is all connected, even though it splits, we're feeling things here too. We're learning the lessons in this body because the soul is connected, but we're learning it in another dimension. Does that even make sense? Yes. Yes. I like you, Kelly, when Katie talks about that, it's really easy. I feel my brain kind of just like fuzzy. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I love it because the only time I've ever been able to see this kind of stuff is through psychedelics, like Mm -hmm. through um, plant medicine and other experiences like that, where I can understand it and I can see exactly what you're saying in this four split off soul lives that I'm living and that coming back into here. I think for a good example for my very human 3D self brain to understand is all of us experience this when you're doing something fun and you just spent maybe five hours doing it and it felt like a minute. I think that's a really great tangible explanation of like time jumping and warping and you being in a different place and it accelerating because you're not paying attention to it versus the same thing when like I think back to when I was in school in math class because fuck me in numbers they don't combine and I it would that hour class felt like an eternity and you're just like hop over to creative writing and I'm like that just flew by it's like those kind of things I totally agree with and I think it is completely possible that we are feeling into other experiences of ours. And just for bringing it back into that, like the last time I did psychedelics, Katie and I were together and I was looking at her and we're on the beach. And I was just like, this is like my everyday life now. Like I can, what we even said before we got on, like, I feel like I can tap in through different dimensions without needing that now, because I've expanded my very human brain to not be scared by it because I think that's what it's the fear of the unknown and you're like if I can be in multiple places what the fuck does that actually mean and that's where my brain then like shuts down it's like nope 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 come back let's be human again because that's really fucking scary (laughs) 
Yeah. And it explains even what we were talking about before the call. You know, we talk about going to practitioners or people like past life regressions. And if we're under, if we're using the space time construct that we're in a 3D reality, we understand it as a past life. But what if it's a concurrent? It's actually, there is no time and it's all happening at once. So our human understands better by saying this is a past life and this experience happened then before. And that's why I'm feeling this way now. It still confirms it, but our capacity to understand all that's going on, if we're, if we're talking about multiple dimensions, it's like, you just said you went to a past life as a monkey. If you were to show up and be like, I'm Megan and I'm a monkey right now. And I'm a this, like, that's very, very hard and very confusing for the human to understand and probably a little bit disorienting. And so, yeah, I, (laughs) time. Do you think that this is, It's like people who are deemed crazy or even put in mental hospitals. I mean, we talk to Carolina about this all the time. Um, She's been very open about this. If you haven't listened to my episode with our bestie, Carolina Parnell, it was one of the first episodes that I released on this podcast three years ago. Um, But she talks about like her awakening and coming out of drugs and alcohol and people deeming her crazy and psychotic and I have another friend who's been said she's bipolar and has also been admitted to a mental hospital. There's all these things. I think it's more common than we realize. Do you think that the people that are experiencing that, and even us, I'm sure people listening to this and people who refuse to listen to my show think I'm batshit crazy. (laughs) But is that also when you're able to expand your capacity and take all of this and have so many possibilities rather than like both of you have said multiple times our our human can only handle so much and so those people us have expanded our capacity for so many possibilities that it seems like we're crazy because if you haven't accessed this it does seem insane if you would if i had this conversation 3 years ago i would have thought that we are out of our minds but now i mean we've all you know, sat with either ayahuasca, mushrooms, LSD, all these things, we have seen so much more than what the human experiences in the 3D. Does that, does that resonate? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it brings me back into, you know, even what initially got us onto this call with like this Lionsgate portal, this 8-8 portal that's happening today. And how Katie said, when you have enough people putting energy onto something and activating it, anything can be that way. And Katie and I talk about this a lot that, you know, up until this point, my, my human self or just myself in general, wouldn't have experienced what I, what I can experience now. It's like, I feel like we are um, progressions of our experiences in this world. And that lands us where we are in this moment if this is making sense i just think that we whatever you put truth to and i think for me what has allowed me to be in this space and to not deem myself as crazy because at times i can feel that way um 
It's the attachment. I think that's where we get in trouble with this. We try and label things to understand so that our consciousness can understand it. And when you detach from trying to have it make sense, I was just told to watch Alice in Wonderland. And in the movie, she keeps referencing, she like would pinch herself being like, but this is just a dream. But it became her reality. And so it's that blurring of lines and that that can be your reality. That can be this person's reality. And it's that compartmentalizing or trying to label it versus detaching from it all and just being. Okay, okay, okay. Just interrupting this for the shortest amount of time possible. I know you want to hear this episode, but I have some brands that I fuck with that I want to tell you about real quick. Organify. It's August. Fall is coming. Gird your loins, ladies. It's almost time to put pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> I'm psychotic in the fall. I love pumpkins. I love the decorations. I really love my sweater game. But what I also love is that it gets cool enough in hot as balls, Colorado, so that I can have my yummy, warm, frothy Organifi. I've been fucking with the glow lately. You drink it cold. Same thing with green. Same thing with red. Uh, and I love all of those juices, but I have been longing for some warm, comforting, frothy goodness. So as we come back into the fall, pumpkin spice is going to be on the shelves again. So make sure you keep your eyes on that. I luckily stocked up so that I would have enough for the entire year. So I will be drinking that as soon as it gets anywhere below 80 degrees in this bitch. Um, but also, Chocolate gold will be coming back. You can continue drinking your gold because that is in style at all times. I am just obsessed with ending my day with something that's really comforting that I know is really, really good for me. Organifi is the best of the best. Mushrooms, adaptogens, uh, so many different superfoods. Nourish your body from the inside out. Stop snacking on shit at night. Period. I know that I have to get more calories in because I'm trying to gain weight and muscle. So I do want to eat at night, but I don't want to eat crap. I don't want to go for those sugar cravings. So having a cup of Organifi, whatever it is, is always my go-to. And in the fall, when you got that pumpkin spice going, I'm telling you, there's nothing better. So make sure you keep your eyes out in the next couple of weeks. It will be back and get your hands on some chocolate gold as well when it returns. And the gold, just the gold all year round, all the time. Put some coconut butter in. It's the best. Go to Organifi.com slash Kelly T, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Kelly T, and you will get 20% off. Okay. I fuck with therapy and I have for a long time and I love it and I think it's incredible and I cannot say enough good things about my therapist, and better help. This conversation that Katie and Megan and I are having is so much about not having answers, is so much about renegotiating our identities and letting go of attachment and being open to all possibilities. If you have never done that before, that can be fucking scary and isolating, just to be real. This is why I love therapy. And I'm not talking run-of-the-mill Western medicine talk therapy. 
I'm talking about working with someone who is spiritually aligned and connected, who can serve you in a very holistic way. So they have a myriad of backgrounds and experiences and perspectives that can help you come back to yourself, learn to trust yourself, and get really clear about what questioning things looks like and feels like and help you see that you're not crazy and you're not losing your mind, that you're just coming more into alignment and connection with yourself. This is what can happen in therapy. I know that this has not been marketed in that way. I am here to tell you now, this is my experience over the last two years working with BetterHelp and working with my therapist, Anna. It has saved me so many times because it has brought me back to me to trust myself, to my knowing, and into grace as I change over and over and over again. So I am telling you, check out BetterHelp. It's affordable, it's accessible, and you can find your person on there. It's betterhelp.com slash Kelly, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Kelly, and you'll get 10% off. And if you find someone you love, please tell me about it. I love success stories when this matchmaking of counselor or therapist with one of our listeners works out and it helps you and supports you in your life. Okay, back to the ladies. I want to shift this in a really funny way before we get to Lionsgate conversation. Something I don't know shit about, but Katie's going to enlighten us. Uh, had a conversation uh, last week with this guy, Evan, on this podcast, and we both agree that we've decided we don't believe in anything anymore. Uh, Katie, he's been going through a similar existential awakening like me. And so I want I want to talk about this because I'm glitching on Zoom. I feel like I'm walking through dimensions. I'm so fucking tapped in. I feel like I'm on psychedelics 24-7. Did I just, did I do it again? I'm telling you, it's so good. Yeah. Every time you talk about it, you glitch. It's so good. I, f- <laughs> I f- first podcast. Yeah, I feel it. I want to say I know it. But I, I don't, I don't feel like I can say that at this point. And maybe mm-hmm. that's just kind of where I am. I'm in that dip of like, I thought I knew all the things and now I feel like I know nothing. And what do I do? So as we talk about this and we say, you know, Megan says, I'm a medical intuitive. I know these things. I tap into it. I feel it. That resonates. That doesn't. Who am I to say that you are or you aren't? It doesn't even matter. What do we do with these feelings and experiences, similar to what Megan was just saying, in detaching from it and not needing to have finite answers or hold on to something to give it meaning or to make it something? Where does that, where do we land with this? I'm not attached and I don't necessarily believe in this and I won't say this is my truth. Alternatively, can I say, as my friend Rachel LaForest said on the show last week, this is my current perception mm-hmm. and I am detached from the truth. This is what I feel currently. How do we land with all of this? Oh, this is so good. This so 
the last time we had this conversation and we've had it many times, but we had it on your podcast. And then we've had many conversations since we had the conversation on your podcast around truth and what we believe and what we historically believed and what we believe now. And what's so interesting is I was in like a similar place of being like, I don't know, I'm going through something else again, like as I always am, which doesn't mean anything good or bad. It's just, we're having these iterations of shifting and we're growing and we're shifting and we're changing and we're seeing more. And then we're like, oh wait, this old version of me was wrong. And so what I had a big awareness of today was that actually not claiming our truth can be taking too much responsibility for other people's perceptions of us and perceptions of us not allowing us to shift and change and morph. Like if I'm to say that this is my truth, which when I'm speaking about it now, it's my truth now. Like I don't have to tiptoe around explaining it perfectly to you. And actually this has been so much of my life of like trying to use words in a way that will reach people. But kind of what I've gotten to is like, it's either going to reach you or not. Like you're going to feel it on a frequency level or whatever, or you're not. But by me not claiming what is my truth in this now moment or being scared that it's going to shift again in the future, I'm just keeping myself small and I'm caring too much about your perception of me or misperception, even greater. And I also, um, you know, by saying truth, like we can just make it synonymous with my current perception right now. Like I'm just going to use that as synonymous in that right up a version of myself a couple of weeks ago was probably like annoyed by how much power, um, even myself for different things historically have put in portals like this. And then my version of myself right now is like, I cannot even describe in my physical human 3D reality, the synchronicities that have happened that are so aligned with the energy of this portal, the massive sheddings, releases, expansions, openings, timeline jumps, like shifts that I've experienced in the past week, where there's felt like there was an, another lull before that. And so in my current reality right now, what I'm aligning to, what I'm speaking to, what I'm whatever is that, yeah, this is very real. This is my truth. Like the power of this portal and the power of this moment and the power right now is really potent for me. And it doesn't have to be for you. But if it is, I think having um, these pins and these conversations where actually five years ago, version of me would have listened to this conversation and felt so much more safer to be me. Like, because I was having this massive spiritual awakening where I felt like I couldn't relate to anyone. And my, my whole awakening was not on psychedelics. My, my seeing and seeing the different realities was just like blown wide open. And I was like, am I going crazy? What's happening? And so it was actually conversations like this where people did talk about portals or people did talk about different dimensions or people talked about timelines that made me feel connected and safe and help me found com find community. Um, and so in this current moment, right, this, I was not where I was for the past, as both of, you know, a couple months of being like, there aren't words. I can't use words right now. And now I'm like, I don't need to have the perfect words. And actually the more and more I just allow it to come through and kind of don't even know what's going to come through the more and more it hits. And the more and more I feel like free. <laughs> Meg? 
I love that. I think it comes back to the non-attachment of understanding that, you know, yes, in this moment, it rings true. And that maybe in three weeks, I'll change my perception of that. And that also is true. And I really love even how Katie, you just talked about hearing people talk about this would have helped you and did help you feel more into your truth of what you're experiencing in that moment of opening yourself up to this without psychedelics, without anything, or thinking that you need that to do to to be able to be in conversation with this or to believe in this or to feel this. And it just also reminds me as well, I was listening to something and how you can experience these things, whether it be audibly, visually, um, physically, all of that is going to vary. And the more that we discuss it, the more that you can tune into being like, okay, well, maybe Katie experienced it as like, wow, I'm feeling like this greater version of myself. But I'm over here being like, I felt like shit the past three days. But that's me experiencing it in myself. And that feeling the the like feeling shitty is really, that's my way of releasing and being able to then be catapulted into this higher version of myself. And I could be feeling maybe negatively about that being like, but why am I not feeling the amazing energy that everyone's talking about this portal? But maybe it's because your human body is experiencing it as something other than who you're listening to, talking about it in a different way. And all of that is true if you can detach from how you think it quote unquote should be. And even what you just said, Megan, it's like now I see that, oh, I was saying that this portal was real, but your interpretation was just that what I was experiencing was like really awesome. No, no, no. What I was experiencing this past week were like deaths and was a deep level of, I had so much grief on certain days that I haven't experienced. I don't know if ever on that level, but then I shift. And so it's even funny, like in how you just said exactly kind of the same thing in that when you're looking to someone else's experience of it, it's not necessarily the point, but like understanding that having within a portal, if we're just saying it's a portal in time, that a shift in having depth of experience is often something that is a keynote of it. And from what you just said, it's like, we've been having depth of experience and that doesn't mean high or low. It just means the range. And I was going to say the fact that it's not just on 8-8. It's not just within these four days before or after that you can be feeling into it before. You can be feeling into it after. Going back to timelines, depending on where you're at, it's going to hit you differently. And what I also want to emphasize in what both of you have been saying is you get to change your mind. You get to change your perception. We are not taught we can change. We are taught you were away. This is what you believe. This is how you act. Now be accordingly to this. What I continue to sit with and really let soak in is that who I was two minutes ago doesn't have to be who I am right now. If I have an experience that changes my perception, which changes my reality, 
which then changes the things that I see or understand or believe or any of that, that is also okay. We don't have to define ourselves and limit ourselves because of something that I said on a podcast two weeks ago that may not land for me anymore. I have done a lot of things to get to a point where I am today, which I don't feel like I know anything more than I knew two weeks ago, but I do feel different. I do feel different awarenesses and showing ourselves grace in those experiences and not feeling guilt and shame for being different than we were before. Mm. As to attachment, not attaching to previous versions. And this is really interesting in even attaching to how we need to experience our experience in like you feeling shitty, right? I'm sure it wasn't you feeling shitty consistently. Me feeling grief, it wasn't that I was in a dark pit of despair. It's that I had bursts of like feeling intensely and then I was good two seconds later because I just allowed myself to feel it. Um, Feeling lost, feeling experience, like shifting with experience. And I even think that that we're creating new language around that of when we communicate a depth of experience, it doesn't, we're not saying that, oh, I am good all day long, or even all throughout this moment, or I am high, or I am low. It's like, that's not the, I was thinking actually this past week, I was thinking a lot about you, Kelly, in the past year of your experience in grief, because I had, I mean, there was like large figureheads and people that left. And then I had very, very close person leave the physical earth plane um, in my life. And then also just like other metaphorical clearings of things, people, situations, groups happened this past week. And I was thinking about like, oh, wow, this is a big, this is a big moment. This is a big experience. This is like, there's a lot of collective grief. And then I'm experiencing a lot of individual grief, but I'm also having an experience of being really grateful for this, like understanding that I'm just continuing to move forward and um, step into a version of myself that's let's use some words aligned or <laughs> this is not even the word that I'm going to use, but I'm going to use it just for you, Kelly, more embodied, yeah, so much more embodied. And yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's a, I think I was talking to Carolina. We, I, I called for all the girls to come together on uh, Monday. Monday. Is it crazy? It's like not even a week ago. I know. It was like times ago. We usually meet on Tuesday and there were so many people that showed up and I didn't even necessarily know why I knew that I was feeling a lot that day, not in any particular way. And it sparked this crazy conversation around death. And I really have been thinking a lot about death this week and even just death of our attachments of old versions of ourselves and of old ways of us showing up. And Kelly, I want to point you out again in we had a conversation I've no one we're talking about timelines of like new possibilities for versions of you that you want to step into and it's like amazing that sounds like a fun quote unquote timeline to play in and I, I I think that this the more and more we're like just in the stepping in each moment we actually open up more of our future potentials 
which is what a portal is. So with that, 47 minutes in, we came here today to talk about Lionsgate. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to this. This is why I have you two. So 8-8 is we are recording this on August 8th. Everyone's talking about Lionsgate. I tend to think a lot of this is um, a little wonky and salesy for me. Everyone has, you know, programs and things and whatever. So there's that. <laughs> I also feel a very palpable energy. And Katie, you said this, I think, in the beginning of the call about this shedding. I have felt, especially in the last 24 hours, a lot of things coming up to let go of and to die. Like, this doesn't work anymore, but like, let's really look at it for both Connor and I. So, what is Lionsgate? This is for both of you, free for all. What are we doing? What are we entering? What is this portal? Go. Would you like me to begin? Yeah, you can definitely begin. I mean, I'm not the astrologer with this. I've been having this stuff in my consciousness since I was a young girl because my mom loved pegs. She has always brought this to my attention. I still say, like, I'm kind of, I'm with you, Kelly, but I also... Once you become aware, so just say, for example, like you would never listen to a podcast like this, but somehow today you felt called to click play. That's on purpose. And the more you pay attention to that, the more these things come into your awareness. And that is the, that's how I describe Lionsgate of something like this. Like you're talking about Kelly, you've been feeling these energies and you can't create an explanation for the why. And then you see on your explore feed or somebody mentions Lionsgate and you're like, it gives like a, huh, I wonder what that is. Or you get a chill or you are like drawn to click and listen, um, follow it. And I'll let Katie kind of explain what this actually is, but that's kind of my understanding of stuff like this. I love that. This is the first year that I'm not reading anything about Lionsgate. I'm not reading anyone else's interpretations about it. What I'll say is that like about four or five years ago, I just put this together that Lionsgate literally exactly around that time or within the portal was like when I woke up, when I had my spiritual awakening, which is to say one thing. And I do remember every single Lionsgate in the past five years. So Lionsgate as a date as a point in time is known as it's, it's where the sun aligns with Sirius, which is like the spiritual sun aligns with uh, the, the pyramids, which a lot of us, if we talk about past lives or whatever, when you go through awakenings, whatever, a lot of people feel very connected to Egypt, very connected to the priestesses, very connected to Atlantis, Lemuria. There's like highly potent connections with that right now. So a lot of people have all these connections where they are witnessing that they're experiencing their world differently. And when we have a portal like Lionsgate, basically in a very, very simple sense, there's a lot, there's a lot more access to light, light frequency codes. And then again, we spoke about this earlier, but the consciousness around it, having consciousness around this is a potent day to manifest. This is a potent day to step in creates almost this catalytic 
experience of moving forward. And so I see it as a time where we're really propelling ourselves into next versions of self. I actually keep having this image come in where it's almost like all of us are holding hands and it's not even like a leap. It's like, we're all holding hands and then we just take one step forward and we're all taking it forward together. And I think of it as a time, especially if you have personal desires, goals, whatever we can say, manifestation, we can use whatever keywords and buzzers we want. But if we're feeling like we're ready to step in that having so much consciousness around that allows it to be not only supported, but quicker. And um, I also feel like we've been building up to this for a long time. So in essence, I could talk about a million of specifics around what Lionsgate is and another just astrological level. It's also aligned with the Leo new moon right now. So new moons are a great time. It's when the moon goes dark. Um, It's kind of when we're in the void, we're going inward, we're planting seeds, we're noticing everything from the last couple cycles that we've been in and seeing what do we want to plant, what do we want to water, what do we want to grow. And I think all of those elements together and also just witnessing in the past couple of weeks in your own life, if something has fallen away or if things, if space has opened or if like things keep tapping on your shoulder, this could be a good time to just be intentional and anchor that in. Because I do, if I believe something right now, I do believe that intentions we don't even have to be specific about them, but intentions of moving into something can create and just sitting with you two. I know you both are really powerful manifestors. I know even in just witnessing both of you, witnessing my own journey, when I choose, when I consciously choose, okay, this is happening, it happens. And I've witnessed that for both of you, like, this when you decide it happens. And so I, I don't think that that's um, one by mistake, but I also believe that that's available to all of us. So if you've been seeing lots of things on Lionsgate and most likely you're listening to this after Lionsgate, this energy is still open for you. This day, whatever, wherever you're finding yourself is open for you. You're re- listening to this for a reason. And like, what are you choosing to move into? Choose, choose what this makes me think about is creating our reality. The idea of choice, the idea of there's so much available to us and there's so much shifting. Like I said, the energy is palpable and you don't need to have an explanation or meaning behind it. But what is it that you choose for yourself in this moment of possibility of opportunity? Connor and I got into a really big fight yesterday. We're yelling. I'm crying. I'm just like, motherfucker, what are we even doing? And at the same time, my intention in that experience was, what is it that we get to see here that no longer needs to be here? And I think that that is sort of what our relationship has been so much of. We've entered into this new space where a lot of like the dumb things we've kind of like gotten out of the way, right? So now it's challenges and conversations and experiences that come up where we really get to be aware and conscious of what is going on and say, what do we get to see? 
And how do we get to let go of this? Because this doesn't have to stay with us. And this isn't even about us. We're mirroring this for each other. And so in that moment, I chose to create my reality and my experience. I felt the things. I spoke what I needed to speak. And I allowed things to move through. And it ended up being a really beautiful learning experience. What I would have done a year ago is I would still be on a crying bender 24 hours later. I would be so mad at him. I wouldn't be able to see anything else except for red. And that is the reality that I would have chosen to create. And so I think that these moments, these portals are all opportunities for us to create the reality that we want to be in. Do you want it to be expansive? Do you want it to be a learning experience? Do you want it to hold you back? Are you scared? And so this is a chance for you to be in fear and to perpetuate a belief system or an old cycle or an old pattern. That's how I'm looking at this. Of all the things you said, I did black out a few times. Uh, But that is, that's how I'm looking at this. Like, what is it that I want to create? And if I want to create more love and more intimacy and more connection and more of me coming back to myself and eliciting the same experience for Connor, then this is what I get to choose. I think one of my favorite things Katie always says, and that we I've kind of adopted it as my own too, is how human of us. Because <laughs> it's really easy to think that you and Connor won't get in these silly fights, or maybe it wasn't silly, but it felt silly in the moment. Like, what are we even doing here? But that's so on purpose. And, and I think in terms of like manifestation 101, is getting your subconscious to believe your conscious so that it actually, it's that inner knowing needing you so that it can come in. And whether you subconsciously believe you want to be over the fight, but you're not, um, is going to dictate what happens and where you can move. And when we understand, we are able to choose what we want to experience and believe that and see that it makes it so much easier to let go of harder situations. It makes you able to look at the grief that we've all been experiencing recently in some capacity of like, whether it's the grief of our old self or like understanding this morning of that, the grief of people in our particular reality this world that have left us but you can look at a greater picture be sad that their physical body is no longer with us but you think about this whether it's grief of like fuck this lesson I've been wanting to let go of is like taking me a really long time and but now I'm ready um it's yes and all of that and it is these times that because there's so many of us believing and putting intention, which was Katie said, the intention into making that the reality. We all feel into that and then decide to be clear with our subconscious and conscious self. This is what I'm now choosing. And we can, it can be that simple, even though it's not that simple, but it is. It's like, it's that. And, you know, it's like, you can decide that for yourself. And I think even too, Katie, what you said, it's whether you're listening to this now or it's going to be later when it's released. Um, 
regardless of this portal, you can create this energy three weeks from now, two weeks from now. And it makes me think back to the reason why I love astrology so much and why when you begin to pay attention, because we're all cyclical beings, this everything revolves around cycles of death, rebirth, planting, sowing, reaping, all of it. You know, it's all this cycle. Um, it makes me think about how biodynamic, biodynamic farming is you're planting seeds during these new moons. You can harvest when it's a full moon, when it's brighter out at it. The days are longer. Um, this time right now, the season, the sun is at its peak. This is the time to be, it's shining light on where you want to go, what it is you want to do. As somebody that like, I can sit here and say, I love the freaking sun. I'm, a, I'm like, I thrive in it. Do you thrive in it? Or is it that times because it allows you to be turning in and more reflective? Um, these are your opportunities. And you, it's not just this, you can get it every month when there's a new moon and there's every month when there's a full moon, you can release it. It depends whenever, whether it's with the moon cycles, whether it's these portals, whether it's you're deciding to now make it your reality. It's that intention. Do you feel too, I, I, I've never thought of it like this. It's not even just shedding our identity or letting it crumble. It's almost like, like this renegotiating of, I think about it in renegotiating boundaries when you're in an open relationship and something goes on and you come back together and you have a conversation and you say, okay, well, that didn't work for us. This didn't feel good. This did feel good. These are our new boundaries. These are our new intentions. I think so often we, we struggle with the identity conversation because, you know, most people listening to this podcast are somewhere between 25 and 45 women. So we've spent a majority of our lives, 20 something years, forming these identities. And so then we're like, burn that bitch to the ground. She's done. And part of that is also burning our old self. Like, oh, she must die. I fucking hate her. I'm so mad at her. And I've talked about that a lot on the show is I was at battle with myself. What if it is taking this old version of ourselves and taking new awareness and perception and wanting to create a new reality, setting that intention, and then renegotiating our identity based on our ever-changing perception of ourselves and the world? How does that feel? I love that. It feels like a build. It feels like, you know, we're just... We're not like slashing and starting over every time we're building on it. We're like, I almost see it as I'm seeing like a conveyor belt just to look at my own life, your own life of just taking myself of different versions or different identities that I put. And instead of like only seeing right now, having this just like a thread of light through all of them and knowing that all of them brought me and brought us to this point right now, but also all of, all of them are serving in helping relate that awareness to, to our worlds and to other people. I love that you said, I actually was just talking to another like bestie sister of ours, Kelsey about this. And she 
brought to the awareness, which it comes back to cycles and kind of what we're saying, you know, on a cellular level, every seven years, we have completely new cells in our body. Now, do those cells happen all at once? No. So the way that you just said they're building, it made me think about our cells turning over within those seven years as slowly regenerating and then building on top of that new and building on top of that new by then at this seven years, you can look back and be like, whoa. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, starting it over again. And then it's like, it's just this continual cycle circling over building, building, building forever, you know, until this physical body is no longer here. But it's that beautiful. Yes, we are changing. And it's a building instead of looking at it as uh, it, it comes to forgiveness of ourselves. If it wasn't like you didn't like that past person like that you were or whether you missed them or something, it's like forgiving yourself for feeling anything other than gratitude and moving into gratitude of like, that's what that bitch brought me here. If I didn't have that experience, maybe I wouldn't be where I am today. It'd look different. And like, I'm grateful for as challenging, wonderful, beautiful as that was. I'm now a softer, different, this more me version, you know, and that is going to change continually. Yeah. It's, I think about that as I'm getting married in a couple months, trying to get pregnant in a few months after that. These chapters, I just really, I wouldn't be who I am today and I wouldn't be going into motherhood without everything I've already been through. The whole point is to take all of that and to create the new perception and to have the new awareness. But I do feel in the spiritual space, it's like this burning and then the rising of the phoenix, which I'm totally here for. But I also think that. I beat myself up a lot. I'm really hard on myself. I have been very hard on myself in the past and I am showing myself more grace now. That Katie, I did it. Um, Working on the reframe. I think that's part of showing ourselves grace though in this whole experience is I don't need to burn it down. I don't need to hate my old self. I don't need to be mad about a decision I made five years ago because I didn't have the awareness I do now. We don't have to get rid of everything to find ourselves. We are already within ourselves. And it's just an excavation of all the layers to reveal what that is. Let that simmer for a moment. Within the spiritual world, if we want to label it that, and I even fell into this at one point, there's this rhetoric around like, you know, moving away and disowning all of those parts of ourselves that weren't spiritual or like kind of even hiding from our lives. Even we'll talk about in the healing process or in the shifting process or in the becoming process. And I think that's a really dangerous place to be because it's another way of dissociating and it's another way of not actually living here 
And so when we can do what you just said, which isn't, I'm not saying it's easy, right? Giving ourselves more grace and like forgiving ourselves and then not, and then being mad at ourselves for doing and forgiving ourselves again. And then, you know, it's like the snake continuously shedding its skin again and again and again. And it's just happening over and over again. But when we can come to now, like you just had such a perfect example of how you've moved through this fight with that you and Connor had, which I'm sure was far quicker, far easier, and far less detrimental to your physical, mental, emotional being this time than it might have been in the past. We, I think, even going back to the beginning of our conversation, allow ourselves to move quicker, more quickly on timelines. We allow ourselves to be more in joy and we allow ourselves to connect more deeply and also to have a sense of reverence for all versions of self. Like we're no longer beating ourselves up as much because we see how we couldn't be this. You couldn't be the mother. You couldn't be in this place. You couldn't be in the marriage if you didn't allow yourself to have the experience you did a year ago or before that. And and I don't think nor would you want to. Like I think oftentimes we keep ourselves so trapped out of the now because we're like thinking of either past or future, right? Like we're thinking about how we could have replayed the past or that stupid conversation that we had or whatever it is. And it's just like not productive or we're thinking and or in fear or just not trusting whatever the future is, whatever's about to happen, whatever, which is keeping us out of the now and which is keeping us out of choice and which is keeping us out of actually like opening up and expanding possibilities. And so my only final note on that is that I think it's really beautiful, this threading of (laughs) having this conversation today. And I really feel like this is a new conversation today. Like I really feel like this is a new conversation for all of us of being integrated. Like there's this integration of being like, oh, yeah, I love that Kelly. And now I'm this Kelly today. And now I'm this Kelly. And now Megan was great there and so needed so that I'm this Megan and so that I trust myself now and so that I trust when I shift in this future version that I'm not going to apologize for my past self. It's like that self was showing up perfectly. Like if I totally believe everything I say today is bullshit in a week, I'm not going to apologize for this version of myself anymore. Just be like, ugh, Katie 10 days ago was so dumb. Like, Ugh, make her be quiet. Like, shut the fuck up, Katie. No, I'm not. Like, it's not the point. So, <laughs> haha, spirituality. Oh my God, it's so good. I love this because recently I came to this understanding of, to me, spirituality is self awareness. Like, truly. It's- <laughs> Megan Curry, say it again. <laughs> like, spirituality is getting to know your self, your spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it that way, no wonder we all believe our spirits are so fucking unique. And my <laughs> spirituality, also, if you look into that, no wonder it evolves and it continues to evolve. It's you, only you can know what your what feels good to your spirit and i think the more spiritual i've become the more self it's because i become more self aware that i can see myself reacting in an argument and being like oh fuck i'm triggered okay 
also aware that this is a projection and like it just takes you in instead of trying to get an understanding or being like oh I'm this way because of xyz or whatever it's full like your sovereign being and you getting more into your spirit god damn that was so good I'm I'm ending this there. It's too perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be sitting with that one for the next week. Can we get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being with me on eight eight. I love this conversation. I love you both so much. Super fun. Always. Thank you for allowing us to have this conversation, asking us to have it. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>